hello, and welcome to another episode of 50 Stories of Transformation. I'm your host, Michaela Leji, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Um, if you are new to this podcast, don't worry, have no fear at all. I'm going to give you a quick rundown as to what you're getting yourself into. I promise it's all good things. But if you are a returning listener, thanks for coming on back again and again. And this week, we are heading into story number 33. Hey there, new listeners. Thank you so much for pressing play on this podcast and for checking it out. Um, You're probably wondering what it's all about, and I'm going to tell you. So 50 Stories of Transformation is a podcast sponsored by the Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania, South Jersey. And that organization is often referred to as the BRN in this podcast. And it's an organization that is dedicated to helping, guiding, and providing resources for Baptist churches in Pennsylvania and South Jersey. This podcast was created a couple months ago. Okay, maybe longer than a couple months ago, but anyway, um, it was created to keep track of some of the awesome transformative work that God has done and is doing within the BRN. And it just so happens that last year the BRN celebrated 50 years, so we are doing 50 stories of transformation. That's right, there will be 50 articles and podcasts for you to enjoy, And as I mentioned earlier, we are on story number 33 this week. But don't worry, you don't have to go back to story number 32 and listen all the way through it to understand what's going on in this week's story. You are fine jumping in right here, right now. And I'm really glad that you are. So this week for story number 33, we have the pleasure of being joined by Dewey and Kathy Aiken, who are on-site coordinators for the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. That's right, we're traveling south and hanging out with our friends down there. Uh, Kathy and Dewey have two of the coolest jobs I think I've ever heard of. Like, sounds so much fun. And uh, I'm going to tell you what they do. So, as on-site coordinators, Dewey and Kathy travel to different mission sites uh, in the South, such as in North Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia, and many others, as well as some mission sites in the North. Through a partnership with the BRN, Dewey and Kathy have sent dozens of mission teams to help local churches in Pennsylvania and South Jersey. And those mission teams have helped with everything from construction projects to evangelical missions. So lots of cool stuff and their biggest project yet uh, has been helping restore the BRN Volunteer House in Harrisburg, which you're going to hear about today, not only from Kathy and Dewey, but also from some of the volunteers who have gone from North Carolina to Pennsylvania to help with the house. You're also going to hear some history of the partnership between the North Carolina crew and the BRN, some one-on-one interviews, as I mentioned, some prayer requests, and some conversations about some cabins and the Blue Ridge Mountains. So, so much that we jam-packed into this one episode that you don't want to miss, and guess what? You're not going to, because you get to check it all out right now. Thank you for tuning in into story number 33. Now sit back, relax, pretend you're in the mountains, and enjoy this conversation with Dewey and Kathy Aiken. So I always like to start by asking just a little bit of background about our guest. So to start, would you two just share a little bit about yourselves? Uh, Maybe how you met or how you became a part of the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina? Okay. Uh, Dewey and I were raised here in the mountains of North Carolina near in Brevard area near Asheville. And both of us were um, raised as Southern Baptist children. So we have actually been a part of the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina all our lives. Oh my goodness, um, through and through. 
Yes, yes, really are. Um, we met um, in high school and then we, we married soon after. Uh, I went to nursing school in Winston-Salem and Dewey worked, uh, got a job there and we were married. And we uh, raised our family mostly in the Charlotte area um, and lived there for many years. And then God called us as missionaries to Vermont. Uh, oh, wow. So we were missionaries there for about seven years before we came, made a full circle and came back uh, to the hometown where we were born. So that's oh, where we live oh, wow. right now in a little mountain cabin um, here in the Brevard area in the mountains. It's beautiful. Uh, we This is our base for ministry um, okay. because um, right now we're, um, that's, this is where we work from uh, in, in, a, in a little community called Duns Rock. Uh, we enjoy it. It's a small hometown. Um, we enjoy the small church. Our, our church is about 60 people. Um, it can hold only 60 people. And it is packed capacity. And we have like a tent outside the windows uh, for overflow. Open up the windows and we just enjoy worship and, and growing together. It's very nice. We have three children. Uh, they're scattered across North Carolina and we have eight grandbabies. So oh, that's awesome. They range from nine to 17. Okay. All right. That's mm -hmm. a good range. You got still got some kids and then you got the teenager. That's right. That's, right. that's exactly right. Wow. Okay. Where you live sounds perfect, by the way. Yeah. A cabin in the mountains. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, we every morning we have when I have my quiet time, I'm able to look out right across the Blue Ridge Mountains. Beautiful, so I love it. So. Oh my gosh. You're gonna have people calling you after this. It's gonna be like, can I stay with you? We'll be like Tom Odette. We'll send the lights on. You just come on in. We'll make you some biscuits and, and have a bed ready. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay, so that might be me calling, actually. That's okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely. Uh, Kathy and I both, uh, of course, we asked, you know, asked Lord in our heart at an early age. Both of us said I was eight. She was seven. But uh, we got involved in volunteer missions in the early 80s. Okay. Uh, we uh, were able to, to get... Uh, be able to take some kids from New Orleans over out of the inner city over to a camp and spend a week with them. And during that week, we had opportunity to lead three of them to the Lord and it changed our life forever. And uh, so we, we were involved in volunteer missions for since 1981 and that's been many years and mm -hmm. that's where it started from. And so over those years, we've been led mission teams. We've been on mission teams. We've done it for years. And uh, finally in 2002, God called us to full-time uh, ministry. And so uh, we have, we've loved it. We enjoy what we do. We're, God has blessed us both with good health and uh, we're able to, we travel a lot and uh, we're not afraid to drive on crooked roads because we spend a lot of time on crooked roads. So to do that. That here, was so. just God preparing you. <laughs> That's right. He should <laughs> oh, wonderful. So what are your roles for the Baptist State Convention in North Carolina? We are we are considered on-site coordinators for the okay. Appalachian Coalfield Ministry, which covers basically, I guess, five states. Uh, that's uh, Tennessee, Kentucky, West Virginia, Virginia, and North Carolina, the mountains of North Carolina. And we're also the on-site partnership coordinator for the uh, Pennsylvania, uh, uh, South Jersey uh, partnership that we have. Oh, okay. So what does that kind of, what does that kind of look like <laughs> in your day-to-day -day job? Yeah, we are what they consider mission mobilizers okay. um, or mobilization missionaries. And what we do is we work very closely with um, Baptist on Mission, which is the missions involvement arm of Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. And we work with the volunteers 
uh, who go on mission throughout these areas that Dewey just mentioned. And what the process is that they oftentimes, we visit um, the sites, like in Pennsylvania, we visit the, okay. the church planters, we visit the pastors, we pray with them, we learn their needs, we give gifts, we in, encourage uh, them. That's a lot of what we, yes. of what we do. And then if they do have specific needs for mission teams, we come back and then we put those on the website for baptistonmission.org and mission teams all over this country, actually, not just North Carolina, but they can view that website and they can be matched up with a, a church or ministry or a church plant that needs help, needs some more hands and feet to do the work. Okay. And so a lot of our work is here administratively, but yet usually two weeks out of each month, we're visiting um, the sites themselves and learning of their needs. Okay. Oh, that's, that's awesome. I love that that's very hands-on. Yeah. Literally. It's, it's a good flexible schedule. It's kind of like a full-time flexible. <laughs> and we I mean, enjoy that that. kind of perfect. That's yeah, right, yeah. It you just, it, and we basically make our own schedule, um, you know, according to the needs that are, are coming up. And then we also, of course, coordinate the Appalachian Christmas Outreach, uh, okay. which is um, a, a huge Christmas ministry of filled Christmas backpacks that go into about 18,000 of those that go into all of uh, Appalachia as well as Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh, cool. So how did the relationship or partnership with the Baptist Resource Network in Pennsylvania, South Jersey, how did that kind of come to be and when did that start? Well, I think according to uh, the best records that we know, it probably started about what, Kathy, 2007, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, Kathy and I, of course, we, we, of course, served in Vermont. We had some connection with Pennsylvania because mm-hmm. of us traveling through and whatever to do that with. Sure. And But also, the, but the actual partnership was even started before Kathy and I came with, uh, we, we were still serving Vermont, but it started uh, with uh, uh, Mark Abernathy and Barry Whitworth. You know, they were, okay. they had talked about mm-hmm. it, and that's where the partnership began. Kathy can maybe have some the, more details. The first mission teams from North Carolina came in 2008 was okay. when it uh, and Dewey and I, we got on board with it about um, six years ago, officially four years ago, as the on-site coordinators. Okay. But it's been it's been going since basically since 2007. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. So that's I mean that's almost 20 years. That would be the next closest kind of like marker. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, so what what kind of the projects have you teamed up with the BRN for? Well, we've done a lot of different things. Uh, we One of the things is that, you know, churches can request like, you know, teams to come in and do like backyard Bible clubs or help with a vacation Bible school. We also do construction. Uh, that's been a, a big thing. North Carolina has a lot of construction teams that are willing to go out and work and be able to do that with. Uh, it's just been really neat. We also, uh, Kathy and, and uh, has teamed up with uh, a lot of the ladies, and I'll let her share a little bit about the retreats, whatever. We have worked with Beth uh, Whitworth okay, um, yeah. in, in helping with some of the women's gatherings uh, there in Pennsylvania. Uh, we had North Carolina teams that would come and help with the cooking and the support, you know, for those those conferences. And then also one year, some of the ladies from Pennsylvania joined us from North Carolina, and we together did a retreat for women in West Virginia. 
so that was neat, you know, coming down and coming up yeah. and, and binding together, you know, to do that. And then the other thing, of course, uh, in addition to the mission teams coming mostly through the summer uh, and, and fall, we have joined up in the winter, you know, with the Christmas backpacks. Because So a lot of the, the ministries um, throughout Pennsylvania have requested Christmas backpacks to help to reach their community children at Christmas. Okay, so, so a lot of the a lot of the mission work that the BRN has done has probably included volunteers from North Carolina. Yes. Okay. That's, that's, that's really neat. I don't think a lot of people know that too. Like, <laughs> you know, since it's like a Pennsylvania or um, South Jersey project, they're probably like, oh, these are people, you know, from the area. But we have people in the South coming up and giving up their time to do that. That's correct. And uh, this is with the church plants as well as existing churches, right. okay. you know, and, and it is solely on invitation from the pastors or the church planters. We send them the request forms and mm -hmm. they fill those out and send them back. And then we do the matching um, or, and Mark Abernathy, um, who we work with in, this, in the convention office, would do the, the matching of, of North Carolina churches, you know, with Pennsylvania ministries. Okay. Okay, cool. well, and one of the big projects we've been working on is the is the mission house there in Harrisburg. We I have, was uh, just going to ask you about that. I was <laughs> that was a perfect transition. So I was just going to say, so you're working on the volunteer house. How's that going? We start we started working on. We were looking the other day. It's 2018. We started working on that. Oh, wow. uh, it's kind of amazing how we're tied to that because when Kathy and I would come back and forth to North Carolina, sometimes we would stay at the volunteer house in Harrisburg on our trip back from Vermont. So we were familiar with it, but- Because uh, it was halfway. <laughs> halfway yeah. It's halfway from where we live. So, mm -hmm. but it, what, what it's been so amazing about it, we have seen God do some awesome stuff. We've had a lot of volunteer hours come in there and uh, volunteer people to come in and work on it. But we, uh, I was asked the other day to give, to give an analogy of what uh, the uh, comparison would be is that, We've took it from a Motel 6 to a Hampton Inn. So oh, that's wow. Just really, <laughs> it is really, isn't it? We got big upgrades. Big upgrades. way to do that with. So, but it's been just been really neat to see how the, we've basically done a total, I've basically a total remodel on the whole entire house. And uh, it's been good. Uh, we've had a lot, a lot of, lot of wonderful teams to come and help us. Uh, one of the enticing things we do is I tell the teams when they go that Kathy does the cooking for you. She's a great cook. So that's always a big selling point. So to do that. <laughs> so do that. So, but, you feed uh, them, they will come. <laughs> that's right. But we're getting we're getting close to completion. Uh, I would say okay. we're probably about 97 or 98 percent complete. So we're oh, getting wow, we're getting close awesome. all the time. So for the inside. It's an outside world. <laughs> you want to do a paint, paint job on the outside and maybe put a front porch on it or whatever. But we're looking at that. But it's it's really I don't it's a really nice facility. People uh, have have we put new, there's new floor, new bathrooms, new bed, new beds, everything. So it's and new, a new kitchen, and a new kit, brand Ooh. new kitchen. So it's That's what Kathy's excited about. It's just been a great time. And let me tell you what, getting to work with people like Andy and Barry and all them, they're just dear brothers and sisters at Beth. We we love them dearly. So it's uh, we have built some good relationship with those folks there. We look forward to getting to have many more years working with them. Since we're talking about the Volunteer House Project, um, I think it'd be an appropriate time to bring up some of the interviews that we have with some of the volunteers that have come from North Carolina to serve on the mission teams and to help with the project. So our lovely communications director, Shannon Baker, got some of these interviews, and uh, here's just a snippet into a conversation with one of the volunteers. 
So go ahead and tell me what, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Joseph Ashmore. I'm from Utica, New York. And now you're going to church in Kannapolis, is that right? Yes, First Baptist Church, Kannapolis. Well, tell me, how did you end up in Pennsylvania for this week? I've been asking questions about, like, faith but without work or that, that part of the work-based faith. And there's something the Lord does inside of all of us that just has a burning sensation to go out and serve others. And this is one of those times I had the opportunity to go out and serve, and I'm ju I've jumped on the opportunity. That is awesome. So what have you been doing this week here in Pennsylvania? We've been putting in flooring, mm -hmm. not breaking anything. <laughs> and just is, this is a home for new missionaries to come in mm -hmm. as they do mission work for other people. Which, so it's a great knowing that I'm part of this, which is going to give to so many others. That's awesome. How is this work transforming your heart this week? I'm still figuring that out. Yeah. It's got a lot of things floating through my mind, but I'm still figuring that part out. That's excellent. Well, thank you so much for giving up your time um, to come serve us here at the Baptist Resource Network. We're very, very grateful. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that just such great insight as to being on the mission field and uh, just being the hands and feet of Christ? Uh, so anyway, returning back to our conversation with Kathy and Dewey. Kathy and Dewey, and uh, what ways have you seen God transform lives through the mission opportunities and partnerships, uh, like helping with a volunteer house, um, and maybe just through the relationships that you've built with like Barry and Beth and those people? How have you seen God transform your lives and then the lives of others through that? I think one of the things for me, whenever we lived in Vermont, it was such an unevangelized area. Mm -hmm. And I personally missed that piece, you know, of working um, in with a lot of prayer walking and, um, you know, surveying and working in the areas that needed that that was were very, so much lostness mm -hmm. and then we found whenever we began to work with the church planters um especially as well as the existing churches in pennsylvania that it was it was the same i mean there was so there was so much lostness that there was a huge need for the gospel you know mm -hmm. and i think that that surprises a lot of our people that come uh, on on teams there's plenty of lostness here in North Carolina. I am not saying that there isn't for sure, but but there's a um, a real need, you know, for the gospel um, in in BR with throughout BRN, mm -hmm. and whenever we our teams realize that and how important that is to pray, you know, over those towns and and soak that soil and and walk walk alongside the church planters and and working out in the community to develop those relationships. You know, just be some more hands and feet to assist them in that process. And then like the smaller existing churches that may just not have enough people, you know, to do as much work as needs needed to be done in the community. Um, oftentimes it may be servant evangelism. It may be home repair. It may be something that is is needed to establish those relationships, but teams can come and then they get the vision. You know, this is what is needed and they come back partnerships is one of the main things sure. that we have loved being watched to watch being developed because a mission team can come one week and that may be at all and that's it you know yeah. but oftentimes they will see we need to come back 
two or three times or four times. And then we, and sometimes it begins at Christmas, sometimes it begins in the summer, but there's relationships that begin to develop and partnership relationships. And so they are able to assist them and grow, you know, alongside yeah. them as they're working. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think too, just the, I, we love the friendships with people, yeah. you know, just, just being able to, something that's happened in COVID will tell you because we couldn't visit we couldn't you know go face to face we would spend time in prayer over the phone with a lot of pastors a lot of church planters and just hear their hearts and pray with them and then Dewey and I are committed to every morning of our lives we will pray for them and that bond you know is is important to us um you know because I mean everyone needs prayer and, yep. and that is what we um, could do, especially during that time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's um, there's something that even if you're praying about for someone and they don't even know it, there's just <laughs> there's a connection made between you and that person because you're lifting them up. It's between you and God. That's um, it. That's right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, maybe just like why that why prayer why consistent prayer is so important even when you can't be face to face with those people i think for me is you know what the scripture says says you have not because you ask not i think mm-hmm. he he wants us to ask you know he wants us to ask to bring for somebody who who has a, a real need out there and you know i, I know a lot of these new these pastors and they're in the, in the space of the new church planners a lot of it, it's a tough job it is not easy they're going into these communities and a lot of them don't really know anybody or, or whatever. They have to build these relationships up. And if we can, if we can pray for them every day and give them encouragement, I, I think that's what we need to do. I think that's, I mean, that goes true with any of our fellow believers. We need to pray for them every day to do that. So. And then the spiritual darkness yes. that they're encountering, you know, every day uh, in their communities, it's just, it's, it's like if we are able to, and I know this is an old analogy, but if we're able to hold ropes while they go down in the pit, you know, <laughs> and that's literally what, what we're doing. We're just, um, you know, taking it to the Father and saying, Lord, just protect them, you know, from okay. Satan and his crazy ways. And then just to give them wisdom and strength and knowledge about, and, and to be able to develop those relationships and to be able to share the gospel. Hmm. So yeah. it's to, and we can do that from even from North Carolina. Yeah, even when yeah. we're not on site, you know, and that's to me, that's just that is the power of the Holy Spirit, and it's awesome that we as believers can do that for each other. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's so cool, and it's like one of the coolest things about Jesus is that you know we have access to God anywhere, anytime, that's any right. moment, yeah. and He hears us. That's, that's right. And sometimes that's really easy to forget, you know, it's like, oh, I wish this would happen. It's like, oh, you can, you can ask him right now, you know, <laughs> it's cool you stuff. Don't have, you don't have to wait till five o'clock. You can ask yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's only available. He's got a, he's got a time slot at five and five three, you know, not, not like us setting up an interview. It's like, I got 10, I got 10, you know, um, it's anytime. Yeah, that's great. So then how can we be praying for your team in North Carolina and your mission? Hmm. Go ahead. (laughs) I think one of the way the things is that there could could be even more 
uh, teams to come. You yeah. know, they they are available. Um, there are 4,400 Southern, Southern Baptist churches in North Carolina. And with the 325 or so that's in, in, in Pennsylvania, South Jersey, mm-hmm. there's there could be more, you know, teams that would come. And it's not saying that they never, ever would they come and try to take over or do something that yeah. didn't fit the, the community and the, and the environment, you know, and, and the people. But there are sometimes especially with event kind of things if that were to have be able to happen again you just need maybe a, more hands and feet and that's what we can be so we're praying for even more uh, churches that can identify needs in their community or ways that they would like to be able to share the gospel but just need maybe more people you know we are open to any church you know throughout the convention um, that would like for us to come and to help them. Okay. So I think that that's one thing uh, that you can pray for is for more uh, requests, more partnerships, more teams. How many teams do you guys typically send out, or I guess maybe how many churches do you typically work with in like a year? Oh my, well, it, of course, it's kind of hard to say that right now because last year was horrible. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I of think course. last year of all the, Before COVID. All, all, all the mission things we had last year, we had a ton scheduled. And all my, I think we figured that probably 95% of them all canceled out because oh, of COVID, yeah. you know, and that, that really hurt. And we're trying to do some rebounding back this year. Uh, I don't know, probably, I don't know what this actual numbers of teams I'd have to go by. I could probably give you a number of that if you need it, but I, I, I don't know. Probably we had maybe went this year, maybe 15 or 20 teams that went okay. to Pennsylvania this but, year. But, but then, usually yeah. it's more oh, yeah. up like 50, 60. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and like I say, and, and the good thing about it, they, they can do all kinds of different things. Some of the, one of the, I think even this year, one of the best teams we had was like a soccer team coming into a soccer camp in a community. That worked out wonderful for oh, people to cool. do that. It was really a great outreach for a new church. It really was to do that with. So there's just these things out there, but I would love to, and we'd love to see our teams really start going again. And, and they're getting there, but we have to understand it. Churches are still not rebounded here back yeah. either, so there, yeah. there, there, there's some there's some hindrance in that. So we're just praying this pandemic will just move right on out of here. That's mm-hmm. what our prayer is. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I think that's what everyone's prayer is too. <laughs> Sometimes with a mission team, it may be have varied uh, skills okay. mm-hmm. on it. So there might be like um, a server evangelism project or a home repair project in the community that maybe construction people could work with. And then it could be that over here, there might need to be some work in, the, in one of the city parks. You know, um, the team could help with painting or, or, or whatever, or maybe a backyard Bible club, you know, in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer walking is always needed. You know, those the, the, some of the teams that are real prayer warriors and, and maybe cannot do construction, they could definitely do some, you know, some really good yeah. prayer walking. I know that um, one of the, the leaders were saying, you know, we know that there's several areas that need new church starts. So, mm-hmm. you know, if more churches could come and do that prayer walking, you know, and and even the, um, the, the survey part, you know, of that and just getting in the community. So part of the team could do that and then part could do a soccer camp. You know, okay. it, can, it can be done the same week, you know. So a lot of the teams from North Carolina are doing, it's not just like construction work. Um, it's, it's prayer walking. It's, can you explain the backyard Bible club? I'm <laughs> interested in what that is. I don't, I've Sorry. never heard of that and I like it. 
It's like a, a little mini VBS vacation okay. Bible school in a backyard or a porch or a um, park. You know, a park you know, it's so usually so for about an hour, or hour and a half, okay. and it involves like Bible stories and crafts and games and you know activities, some some refreshments if that's allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the children come for maybe five days a week. Every time, okay. like at 10 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon or whenever okay. works best for the, the church planter in the church. So, um, and they can be anywhere. You know, it's you like can a mobile VBS. It is a mobile VBS. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. I love that. That is so cool. Okay. So that's been fun to do, you know, in all kinds of different settings. Um, mm. And if you have a person of peace, like in a, a, say, like a housing development or a project area um you know that where they could that person opens up their either the home or their patio or the porch or their you know if they have a lawn um carport you know whatever and then they and then you're able to work with them and then oftentimes what comes out of that is of course our goal is that connection with the supporting church you know that's that's there in the community and we'll get the information and they'll follow up you know with those children and those families Oh, that's great. I love that. I really love kids ministry. So that sounds like so much fun. It's like a pop-up VBS. It is. It Man, really I wish I had that when I was a kid. Like that was so much fun. <laughs> oh, cool. And and then you mentioned there's sports ministries as well. Yes. Yeah, we have teams that come in and do like a like a soccer camp uh, for a okay. week or a basketball camp. Uh, there's all kinds of different ones that come in and they can really reach out to, especially if you're like in a in a big apartment complex or whatever, where there's a lot of children around the church, you can go in there and set up and it's, it's, it's like a five days a week. They'll come in on, start on Monday and finish up maybe Thursday or Friday, you know, to do that with it. And it's a good outreach for that church because they get the, you know, a lot of times they use some curriculum like upward. I don't know if you ever heard of that or not, but that's a a good Christian based, uh, a sports program that a lot of churches use to do that, but they can, but they, they're able to go in and they're, they, they, they teach them, you know, skills and, and, uh, and also they have time for like Bible study and refreshments and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, it's really a neat thing. To the do. gospel's penetrated yeah. all through yeah. it, through yeah. even the skills camps. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. I think that's such a unique ministry too. Like you don't always think of sports or, or like, your backyard as like the place where you're going to share the gospel, but it, right. it totally can be like, that's not, that's not out of God's limitations. Like he yeah. can absolutely use that. The more that we can do, and this is just our, our opinion, mm-hmm. but the more you can do outside of a church building, you know, that you can do in the community. I mean, it may be arts and crafts camp, you know, something like that, but yet you, you weave the gospel right through there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in, in whatever's, whatever is going on and so and it may be something like for the town um helping to paint a building that the town i mean just for the volunteers to come in and to do that you know or to upgrade um some playground equipment or something like that those are all things that can be done you know by a mission team yeah absolutely Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for all that you've shared. Uh, it is so cool to get an insight as to, you know, how the partnership with the BRN and uh, the North Carolina mission team, how that's something that we might not see every day. We might not know about it, but it's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thank you guys for both of your, your service and your willingness, your hearts to 
to want to do this, to coordinate all that, because that is some major administrative skills. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure that that is not easy coordinating people, you know, to be at this place at this time with this team, you know, uh, that's a lot of hard work and uh, we are really grateful for it. We have a wonderful staff with Baptist on Mission. Mark Abernathy is who we work most closely with and he's he is so good with um, reaching out to the pastors and the church planners to get their needs. And, and then we just do the, the on-site piece, you know, mm-hmm. and, but together it, it works. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's just, it, it's a good thing. Sure. It's a really good thing. And I think one thing also too is, is even when I think about partnerships and how that, with all the, all the disasters that we've had with the mm-hmm. flooding and we've had them here in North Carolina, just over the mountain from us, which people that were, lives were lost and whatever out there to be able to see and then it was kind of amazing as we were finishing up in Pennsylvania the DR team had had flooding in Harrisburg so we were able to when we moved out the disaster relief team moved in and so it was kind of kind of neat how the house served at that purpose as well as yeah. a place to house, house our volunteers coming in to do that with but there's just great opportunities that are are that we can all work together I mean it's 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 about kingdom work it's not you know, you know, it's, it, he's the same Lord here as he is in Pennsylvania. He hadn't changed. So. Yeah, we're not territorial. No. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever can be done to get the gospel out and, and lead people to Jesus and, you know, just to grow his, his kingdom. That's that's what we want to be about. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week, but Dewey and Kathy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your hearts for missions and for helping form mission teams and send them to churches, not only in the South near you, but also in the North near us. So thank you so much for all of your help and uh, for all that you do for the kingdom. If you're really interested in finding out more about the North Carolina Partnership, or if you're a pastor of a church and you're thinking, huh, you know what, we could use a team for North Carolina to help with this project or this mission. Uh, I have good news for you. There's a website you can go to that will help you find a request form to get a team to come to your church or your community. And that website is one that you already know about. So if you go to the Baptist Resource Network website, that is www.brnunited.org and go to the search bar, type in North Carolina Partnership And if you only want the form, you can also type in request forms. Um, But if you type in North Carolina Partnership, the first thing that comes up will be the request forms. And under that are also a ton of awesome articles about some of the projects the North Carolina team has done. So again, you can check that all out. You can put in your request for a team online at the Baptist Resource Network's website, www.brnunited.org. And you know, once you submit your form and you're still searching the site, You can also check out the article that goes to this podcast, as well as all the other stories of transformation that we've done up to this point. So there are 32 other stories, articles, and podcasts just waiting for you to give a listen and a read. So you can check that out also online at the Baptist Resource Network's website. Uh, And hey, I know for you podcast enthusiasts, sometimes getting a website is not the most accessible way to listen to a podcast. So don't worry, we have you covered. Uh, This podcast is also available on a number of podcasting apps, and by a number, I mean pretty much all of them. 
So pick your favorite. Uh, you can tune in to this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Anchor Podcast, Breaker, and Pocket Cast. So you can open up one of those, whichever one is your favorite, type in 50 Stories of Transformation, BRN, and bam, there you go. All the episodes you could ever want or need. Well, listeners, thank you so much for uh, taking a little trip with me down to the south, to the Blue Ridge Mountains, to Dewey and Kathy's cabin, to hang out uh, for this short time. And uh, you know what? If you are a first-time listener, I hope you found this episode really encouraging. I hope you come on back. If you are a veteran listener, thanks for being so faithful again and again. Next week, we'll be heading into story number 34, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. But until then, have a wonderful week, everyone. 